Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Mike, a.k.a. Dad. And you're listening to Everything I Know, I Learned from Dad. In this podcast, my dad and I, and sometimes my sister Maddie, share our perspective on some of life's most valuable lessons. A lot of what my dad taught me didn't always make sense growing up, but today I attribute my successful transition to adulthood to his guidance, and we're here to share his wisdom with you. So, whether you're a young adult or a parent, we think you'll find value in our stories, and we're glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We are here for the final episode of season two of Everything I Know I Learned from Dad. And we are actually here with the whole family. Mom is here too. And the setup's a little different today. Usually, Maddie records with Dad at home in Dad's walk-in closet. And I stand solo in my walk-in closet. But today, Maddie's squished with me in my walk-in closet. And mom and dad are squished together in their walk-in closet. And the whole fam is recording today for our just all in the closet. (laughs) Exactly. So we thought it would be fun for the final episode of this season to talk about things that we learned from mom and have some fun stories to tell here. So mom, why don't you say hi? Hi, I'm mom, (laughs) a.k.a. Janet. I love that. (laughs) Because dad's dad, a.k.a. Mike. Well, no, you say hi, Mike, a.k.a. dad. So mom, you have to do it again. Okay. So I'm Janet, AKA mom. There you go. (laughs) Perfect. Um, And we are approaching Thanksgiving. So it's also kind of a nice little thing to do as a family. So mom and dad, you know, I guess we learned very different things from mom and dad because dad, as we've learned, is a little bit more of a logical thinker and he really likes to Um, make sure that there's a lesson in every opportunity (laughs) or an opportunity to teach a lesson in many situations. And I guess, I mean, mom was more, mom was the fun parent. (laughs) Let's get right down to it. Mom's more fun. (laughs) I mean, I mean, when you're 10 and you have to choose between spreadsheets and cooking, (laughs) what are you going to (laughs) choose? Yeah. I mean, both parents are fun. We know dad has a sense of humor and dad likes to have fun. He's become a little more fun as we've gotten older. I do think that dad's become more fun as we've gotten older. And maybe it's because we're adults now. And we appreciate and what we he appreciate was trying to do. all the things that dad was trying to do. Yes, that's true. And plus, I'm, I'm also a much healthier person now. That's yes, also true. exactly. But I do think when we were younger... If dad ever said no to something, we knew mom would say yes or try to convince dad it was a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, both parents, I think, were very different growing up. But we all, like, we've talked about how much time we spend together in previous episodes. Like, our family, we do the family dinners out. We've talked about this. Our family in adulthood really likes to spend time together. And so, um <laughs> Thanks, mom. Kidding. (laughs) That's the fun part. But a lot of the fun and entertaining that happened in our household was often around food. I mean, family dinners out, (laughs) 
who goes to someone's house and doesn't hang out in the kitchen? So the kitchen is like a place where we spent a lot of time with mom and, and even you did the same with your mom and your grandmother, right? So I think a lot of the things that we've learned have have happened around entertaining and like being in the kitchen and we all hands on. love to cook. Very hands-on. Yeah. Mom's a crafter. Not as much now, but you used to scrapbook a lot and get us to scrapbook. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today with some of the lessons we learned from mom was that some things are just better homemade. <laughs> and that's true in the kitchen, but that's also true with gift giving and doing nice things for other people. I remember in elementary school, you always for, I think it was Valentine's Day, we would make cookies, one, but we would also make, I don't know if it was one year, or a couple of years, we made bookmarks and you, you know, cut paper and we had stickers and you wrote people's names on the bookmarks and then we decorated them and you somehow laminated them or something and then put some ribbon and we made one for the bus driver and we made one for the librarian at the school <laughs> Yes, all correct. Just you took the time to make it meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I had the time too. A lot of people don't have the time these days to do stuff like that. But I uh, worked a part time job. So I had time when I wasn't working to do these things. And I did like to do craft things. But I also didn't ever want to do anything too complicated or too expensive. Mm. So usually they were fairly simple things and um, we had fun doing it. Yeah. Making those bookmarks. I had the scissors with the fun patterns oh, yeah, that cut around the edges, edges and make them, you know, pretty on the edges. I had little punches that would punch like hearts and different things into the paper and we put some glitter in and a few stickers and it had a cute little Valentine's Day bookmark. Yeah. And I thought that was a nicer thing for you to hand out than, you know, all those other, like the ones you buy in the stores. They're just mm -hmm. kind of boring, I think. But anyway. Or a teacher getting another plate of cookies from another student. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I realize not everyone has the time and energy to do that, but I did. So we did. Yeah. One of my other favorite homemade gifts was for father's day you did one for grandparents where you i don't remember how old we were but you got us to do footprints and in paint prints, and yeah. on the back of the shirt and you it's you had written in paint my grandkids walk all over me and 20 plus years later grandpa still wears that shirt mm -hmm. yep he does proudly i might add and i still have one that you guys made me when for mother's day one year and dad still, still has the ones that we made for him. They don't get as much wear as they used to, but it was fun to do that. Yeah, there's a sentimental element to all of that. And I also, you know, you did a lot of scrapbooking, but I also know, and if you have a, a, a child under the age of eight or nine listening, maybe now's the time to fast forward a little bit, but you were the tooth fairy and you used to make those little notes with like fun little print and calligraphy and glitter as a tooth fairy. So you, you did take the scrapbooking to a new level in many different ways too. Right. Yeah. And of course, once you do it once, there's a lot of pressure to want to do it again, you know, every year. Oh, what kind of Valentine's are we going to make this year? Yeah. And we didn't do it every year, but we did it when we could and it worked out pretty well. And the no-sew blankets too. I remember that was a gift that I used to make for friends when I was 
younger and you don't really quite know what to get people. And we talked in a couple episodes ago about being practical gift buyers. And I still to this day make no so blankets to give people because no one's ever going to turn down a homemade blanket. Right, exactly. Well, they're not that expensive. You just right. have to buy a big sheet of fleece. Mm-hmm. Two sheets of fleece. And then figure out a way to lace them together nicely. Um, and then, it, so in addition to arts and crafting, which is definitely something we did a lot with mom and learned the value in spending time doing that. But, you know, we had mentioned before about entertaining and learning a lot in the kitchen. And one talent that mom has that I think both Maddie and I learned is being able to make things up as you go in the kitchen, but also make the right additions or changes to recipes that you found on the internet to like make them the way that you like them to be, or you sort of learn what types of flavor profiles and combinations you like. And to this day, Maddie and I, our friends and significant others are impressed (laughs) by our ability to whip something up with half the ingredients or half a recipe from another half a recipe to just whip up these like delicious meals. I have a friend Mm -hmm. who always asks for a recipe and I'm like, sorry, I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I spent a lot of time with my mother in the kitchen growing up and also my grandmother. So I, and, and my mother was a stay at home mom. So she always made dinner every night and she baked and did all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to be able to do the same thing for you guys. So we did a lot of that and we, we did a lot of baking and we did a lot of, you know, come help me in the kitchen type stuff. And then uh, years of experience, I, I think when I first started out cooking, I did follow recipes for the most part. And then you just learn after a while what goes well together and what you like. And then you can sort of, you know, make adjustments um, based on that. I remember how many family photos we have of Madeline and I in the kitchen, like licking the batter thing from the KitchenAid from cookies, or we would always fight over who gets the spatula, who gets the bowl, who gets the spoon to lick, because that was always the fun part of making cookies with mom. And everything was always homemade. We never make cookies from a box, brownies from a box. Everything is straight from the pantry fresh measured (laughs) to this day mom will make a jar of salad dressing and bring it to work so that she can get salad in the dining hall at work but she can't she doesn't like their dressings so she brings her out nothing like mom's dressing and it it takes five minutes to make salad dressing and like five ingredients it's very very easy and you can definitely taste the difference it's way better agree i also remember mom you used to we would do a lot of bring your own school lunch because we just didn't like what school lunch was serving. And we also were blessed to have a mom who could make delicious lunches. I think I had peanut butter and jelly every day for four years. <laughs> no, I remember mom. By choice, <laughs> to be fair. Mom used to make me half sandwiches with like deli meats. And I would get those salads with homemade dressing. I remember the Asian chicken salad that was like the copycat from Panera, the Asian sesame salad. And I remember you started to try to get us to start to make our own lunches. But I also remember you saying that you you do understand that things do taste better when someone else makes them for you because maybe there's an element of surprise or you can just like taste the love and care that goes into it. But I still to this day remember all of those school lunches. Yep. A bologna sandwich made by my mother still tastes better than a bologna sandwich made by me. See? <laughs> 
And there's one recipe that I don't think exists anywhere, but um, it's the family chili recipe. I make it with turkey. I think you might make it with beef mostly. I do both. But you entered a chili cook-off at your school with it and you won. And then a couple of years later, I entered it into a chili cook-off at my school that I was working at and I won. So we call it the two-time award-winning chili recipe. <laughs> and I keep it in a note on my phone. And when I tell people about it, they're like, oh, I want the recipe. So I just copy and paste it or email it. It's really easy to just send off to people. Yeah. Again, that was just years of making chili mm -hmm. and probably following a recipe at first and then just learning what I liked and and maybe once in a while trying a different recipe and then making adjustments to what I may, would make. And somehow it just evolved into this chili that it's so easy to make. It's ridiculous. So easy. And I actually have made my own adjustments to it myself. And the one adjustment I make is I add a little half can of um, chopped green chilies. I have done that before too, yeah, but I don't always I like do that. it. Yeah. And we so, sort of play around with different types of beans that we use in it and yeah, it's good. The key to a good chili is it's got to be tomatoey in my book. And also basic. This chili is so basic. There's only two spices in it that goes into it. And it doesn't have any frilly. I mean, it just has chili powder and oregano. Oh, I thought it was more complicated, but. It's so easy. And I, I think everyone always wants to add like corn and rice and different types of chilies, like buffalo chicken chili and white chicken chili. And I just like a simple tomato-based chili. You're right, Dad. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good chili recipes out there. Like the Cincinnati chili is very different mm -hmm. from the chili, the regular chili that I make, but that's also delicious. Yeah. Um, Skyline. Mom has a really good recipe for Skyline chili if anybody wants it. <laughs> If you're a, a Midwesterner, you would know exactly what that is, or if you've ever visited the Midwest. Um, I mean, oh my God, the chicken piccata that you make. <laughs> so good. Yeah, sometimes mom's recipes are better than even what you can get in a restaurant, I think. She makes me chicken piccata every year for my birthday. It's already on the menu next month. <laughs> We've had a couple of instances, even from our childhoods, that we remember where you know we would be out somewhere and say something was really really good but then maddie would say oh but mom yours is better <laughs> never wanted to insult mom's cooking well i said yeah. i said something at one point saying this is the best something i've ever had and mom looked at me and goes what about mine and i was probably six years old so i got embarrassed and i was like "Uh oh i mean mom yours is better this is good too and then a few weeks later, we went somewhere and I had clam chowder and I was like, this is the best clam chowder ever. And I stopped and I looked right at mom and I said, except for yours, mom. And she looks right back at me and goes, I've never made clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> but you learned your lesson. <laughs> Mom's is always better. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. I go to I a lot of- I should make clam chowder someday. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Dad, what do you think? Too much dairy. <laughs> <laughs> remember when mom we came back from a family vacation and mom 
tried to replicate the drinks that dad was drinking and almost killed dad with a Jamaican be crazy drink or something. Bahama <laughs> mama. Always Bahama mama. That's what it was. Yeah, deadly. But she's done that before with recipes. Like dad used to travel to Brazil quite a few times and he came home and he's like, there's some Brazilian bean recipe that they make over there. Can you try to recreate it? And a few attempts later, now we have a Brazilian yeah. bean recipe. It's been a while. staple down there. It's delicious. It's been a while. I made yeah. it weeks ago. It was delicious. <laughs> I mean, in addition to appreciating things that are homemade and really learning how to make delicious meals, I also think that there is a level of responsibility we also learned from mom when it comes to like, making having choices. Have, making choices and and having fun. I mean, teenagers try things, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that I, what I would say to you, because I know that teenagers get curious about smoking and drinking and that kind of risky behavior. And I think that when they sneak off and do it, it's a lot more risky than when they try to do it under some kind of supervision. And so like, I wasn't encouraging you to drink or smoke, but I always said to you, that if you ever were curious and you wanted to try it, that you should ask me and I would supervise you trying it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think either one of you ever smoked ever. Still never picked up a cigarette in my life. Um, so you didn't take me up on that one. <laughs> Sorry. And I know that neither one of you drank through mm -hmm. high school. My first drink was a freshman year frat party, my very first year. High school graduation. Night. Oh, actually, that's true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but you were at someone's house. There were parents there. You didn't go anywhere. No, I slept. So, I mean, it's still, you know, it, it worked out okay. But mm -hmm. um, I would rather that than you be at someone's cabin in the woods, mm -hmm. drinking up something and then get in a car and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. That would be a lot worse situation. Yeah. And easy. that's why we learned to drive stick from dad, stick shift. So if we were ever in a situation where one of our teenage friends was driving a manual vehicle and was drinking, <laughs> I could get in the front seat and drive if I was a designated driver. <laughs> there you go. Never came in handy, but I don't know. They don't really make manual cars anymore. Looks like sports cars. They do. If so, not that many. But yeah, I, think, I think Subaru is like the only one I know like makes them for, for consumers. I mean, teenagers try things, but both of you girls were just really focused on school and having fun with friends. And a lot of your friends would come and hang out at our house and we would have meals together sometimes um, or watch them do a movie night or do a game night and have friends over for that. And those were just fun non-risky things for you and your friends to do yeah. and I, I was happy to have your friends at our house doing that kind of stuff our friends did love coming to our house I think one is because mom always made a delicious meal and we had tons of board games or would have fun activities to do but also like we have fun parents that are easy to yeah. hang out with and get along with and mom for the last 15 years you've also worked at a high school and so you're around kids all day and they all when we used to go visit well maddie works the same school as mom does but when we used to visit as college students or high school students 
the students in the bookstore where mom works would always be like, you have the coolest mom. Like mom, Janet is so cool. <laughs> and so our friends always loved hanging out because we had cool parents. We've said this before too, but my friends appreciated the fact that we sat at the table and talked to each other yeah. because a lot of people don't do that nowadays either. No TV in the dining room. I also, or the bedrooms for that matter. I also think that another part of your high school well, your high school and your middle school experiences that sort of kept you guys focused on school and friends, you you had other activities that you were involved with, like Hebrew school at the temple, mm-hmm. which kept you pretty busy, and uh, part-time jobs Dance. when you got in high school, and show choir yep. was like a sport for, <laughs> for you guys, mm-hmm. and those things kept you busy and kept you um, you know, you got exercised through some of those things and you had great friendships. And I think all of that was really important in keeping you guys focused on school and things and not getting into trouble. Yeah. But it also meant that you did a lot of driving us around. I think (laughs) (laughs) you were like, I cannot wait for these girls to turn 16 and get their licenses. They could take themselves to Hebrew school and show choir and all their activities. You had your eye on a local choir that you wanted to join for a few years and but it was the same night as one of our weekly activities and you said as soon as you get your license I'm joining that choir and that's exactly what you did that's right I think the driver's license was one of the most life-changing milestones as a parent you know I thought oh when they go to school I'll have so much more time well I just did the same things I always did just without you guys in tow but the driving thing was huge. That was really, that was really huge. But car rides were fun with mom because we would always turn on the radio because mom would know the lyrics to the music that we listened to. And I, I love singing. I think part of that is because my mom loves to sing. And so I, I'm a, I'm a car singer. I'm a shower singer. I'm any <laughs> opportunity to sing, I'll be singing. And then I harmonize and people are like, no, 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 no. Like, let's just listen to the music. <laughs> stop doing that um but car rides with mom were fun and I remember we used to have like bets going because there were songs when you listen to the radio that get played multiple times per day and so we would get in the car and we would make a a bet of like if Avril Lavigne's Complicated comes on the radio or if a Britney Spears song comes on the radio we'll get ice cream or we'll pick up french fries at McDonald's or something there was always we would do fun things like that. And I think still to this day, every once in a while, we'll get a text from mom that says like, oh, they just played complicated on the radio time for ice cream. Cause sometimes they'll <laughs> throw back and play songs from the early two thousands. So that's still a joke to this day. Yep. So even though he did a lot of chauffeuring, it was fun. Right. And then the one time dad chauffeured, he left me behind. <laughs> Sorry. I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> That was pretty funny. It was funny. I was fine. I just chauffeured more than one. I chauffeured more than once, but I only left you behind once. That's true. Well, one time you went to the wrong activity too. I'm waiting at dance and you went to the temple. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was the wrong night of the week or something, or a day got missed for a holiday, and you're like, it's the first pickup of the week. It's temple. And I'm standing at the dance studio (laughs) waiting for you. (laughs) But it's okay. We know dad's a great dad because we've had 20 something episodes of content up to this point of all the wonderful things we learned from dad. So I'll let you live it down. He's been redeemed. (laughs) Of course. We love you, dad. Love you too, girls. (laughs) The nice thing about 
mom working a part-time job was one that she had time for all the things we were talking about earlier, but she also had time to be really involved in our schools. She did PT. I think you were PTO president for a year one, or two. One year, one year. When I was in okay. fifth grade. Okay. I think that it's important to get to know your, your kids' schools and their teachers. So I did that by volunteering in the library when you guys had your library time each week. And that way I got to know your teacher. And then I usually was in the library for other classes as well. So I'd get to know other teachers. And I did that for both of you guys all through your elementary school and middle school years. And that way I got to know your teachers. And I think that the teachers appreciate that. And you befriended our teachers too, and administrators. Like you were, you're still friends with my third grade teacher to this day. Yeah, I'm in a book group with both of your third grade. She was, you guys both have the same teacher in third grade, and she's in my book group today. That's very cool. And I, and you were also friends with our elementary school principal for a while too. Yeah. 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 I used to see her at the gym. We both worked out at the YMCA and we did. Um, aerobics classes together (laughs) so I'd see her at the Y in the mornings okay I think that about covers everything we wanted to talk about and um, it was fun to record with the whole family yeah so thanks mom well you're welcome not Uh, as much laughter as at the dinner table (laughs) there was still laughter there was some but we're also trying to control ourselves. True. Because <laughs> we have an audience. As opposed to dinners, which get completely out of control. Dinners get completely out of control. Time <laughs> flies. And by out of control, we mean everyone interrupts everybody and not one person can ever finish a story at the dinner table because it's, oh, I just thought of this thing I never told you. Oh, I just thought of this thing I never told you. And it just, it's a never ending cycle. I, I, I normally <laughs> can't get a word in edgewise. Yeah. I'm happy to have raised two daughters that share some of my passions in cooking and crafting and are making homes for themselves and their significant others and are enjoying the good life. Thanks, mom. I think both mom and dad taught us to be the responsible adults that we are today and independent for that matter. Mm -hmm. That enjoy coming home to simply spend time with mom and dad. And do laundry. Well, you're the one that does laundry at home. (laughs) And eat the food out of the cupboards. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that wraps it for this season of everything I know I learned from dad. It's been a joy having you on our journey. There you go, Madeline. It's been a joy to have the audience on the journey. And we hope um, you have a wonderful holiday season, a safe holiday season. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Everything I Know I Learned From Dad. Please show your support for our podcast by dropping a review, subscribing to the show, and sharing it with others. We also invite you to email us questions you'd like to see answered in a future episode or share something valuable you learned from your dad. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.